0: Bueller. 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 How'd you do? I do? I passed, but I failed. Yeah! I I'm happy and sad.
1: Bright as you. Get out a brother, is so... Don't call me stupid. Well, Who the chicken crossed the road! Take from the left to the right! Right! You'll be teaching remedial English. Remedial English? Look, I ain't no English teacher. See? Double negative. What if? She wants you to kiss her.
0: Well, then I guess I'm just going to have to kiss her.
1: Amanda Jones is no minor leaguer who will be swept off her feet at the touch of your amateur lips. Thanks. This babe has plenty of battle scars. Apparently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it. Hello, welcome to season two, episode seven of Rusted Junk, where we look at the 1987 film Less Than Zero, starring Robert Downey Jr., Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz, and the mighty James Spader. is coming home from college home to beverly hills
0: who's he going with nobody
1: (laughs) and to his two closest friends
0: you ever think about me
1: all the time well
0: you've been away for a long time
1: i've met a lot of new and interesting people
0: this is great the three of us together again seeing you
1: home to the rich how's m.i.t it's weird and stimulating All you have to do is relax. I'm going to pay you back. All you need to do is trust me. I don't want to trust you, Julian. I just want my 50K, all right? The beautiful. You don't look happy. But do I look good? (laughs) And the out of control.
0: I think Julian's in a lot of trouble. This
1: cannot go on forever. You owe me a lot of cash. What's going on? I'm serious. He disappears, nobody knows where, and then he comes back like nothing ever happened. You've been busting your butt for Julian since day one, and it's a waste of time. Do whatever I can. I'll do whatever it takes. Where is he? he? What? You Leave us alone. Julian! Everyone is accountable. Make me understand, Julian. I really want to
0: understand. Sometimes, you can have anything in the world your heart desires. Except the way it used to be. Andrew McCarthy, Robert Downey Jr., Jamie Gertz, James Spader. Check me out, I'm going to make a serious comeback. Great!
1: Less Than Zero. So yeah, Less Than Zero. A wonderful example of an 80s trailer for an 80s book of an 80s film. A book? Yeah, it's a book. Oh, why? Oh, what,
0: can what, I ask why is it called less than zero? Uh,
1: I don't know. We may get into that on trivia time. Oh, okay. We may because I
0: still don't understand why it's called less than zero. Okay. Even after watching the film.
1: Well, it's it's interesting because it was a book first that was in nineteen eighty five and then made into the film. Okay. Um. I don't know because I debated or not whether or not to to. Like... You debated. No, no, no. Yeah, I debated whether or not <laughs> with yourself. Yeah, with myself, of course. It's always, always in myself, whether or not just to give you an overview of of the very quickly overview before we get into the scores. Should we get into the scores and then I can be a bit of a burnover? Scores. Over here. Right, scores. Then let's do scores first. Right. Um, go on then. Out of ten.
0: Out of ten, I'll give it a six and a half.
1: A six and a half. Yeah. Okay um i'd give it a seven and a half ah. um there's just the there's things about it that don't sit right um mm-hmm. and yeah i suppose we'll we'll get into that in a moment um okay well that's interesting why six and a half what was what was missing what what worked for you and what didn't
0: Wow. Robert Downey Jr. always works
1: for me. So, how many points does he get?
0: Oh, all six and a half.
1: All <laughs> right. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Well, my seven and a half of for Jim Spader. So ooh, fine.
0: Ooh. Oh yeah. Um, what didn't work for me? Um, I think the timeline. The timeline didn't really work. Okay. And um, just there were a few kind of gaps a few holes and there were some superfluous characters in there not required
1: right okay that, that's interesting i suppose we'll, we'll get to those it's very dark i mean the whole point about it is it's dark
0: yeah and i didn't think that because like when you showed me the trailer hmm. i was thinking oh another sort of more of a grown-up kind of teen movie, so to speak. It's like, you know, your late teens. And uh, I was thinking, oh, right, okay, so the the types of films that we watched have been sort of, you know, a bit romantic and (laughs) da-da-da-da. And and I just thought it's going to be sort of following those lines, really. And then I wasn't really prepared for what was gonna happen in
1: there I guess. okay you know the reason you know the reason why we're doing lesson zero because it's the bridge between it's it's a bridge between mannequin um, and pretty and pink okay but there's no relation to any of those films at all didn't fit what? in any sort of genre but okay we we, we did mannequin and obviously mannequin's got James Spader and Andrew McCarthy so is this so is pretty and pink um, and I think in, in terms of Spader performances, it's pretty much the go in order. Mannequin, he plays the you know, slimy. If you listen to our last podcast, you know all about it. Um, he plays the slimy, slick-backed hair person mm. out to sabotage everything. This is exceptional in this, but um, you know, unfortunately, his best know. role I think is he, to come.
0: I think he could have been a lot stronger in this.
1: What What did you want? Moody, menacing, everything that James Spader is pretty much, yeah, is, is, no, is in just, his character. I didn't
0: feel his character was really full.
1: Full? Hmm. Oh, mm, dear. Well, we have to disagree, disagree on that. Uh, same way if I criticise Robert Downey Jr., which I may just do when <gasps> we get to that. So, yeah, how I apologise. Dare you? Let's have a bit of background on the film. Go on, let's, then. Let's see the reason why. Um, I am, when it comes to trivia time, I am going to tell you how the book differs from the film okay and if you thought the film was dark wait until you hear about the book okay good lord
0: yeah but it might be that the book would have made a better film
1: uh i don't think they could have filmed the book is uh, and well and, there we go it skate, would have made a better film then i'll skate well i'll skate close to the to the edge when i describe it but obviously i am aware it's a family-friendly audience um this is going to be there are going to be bits in this so um, if you are all sitting around together <laughs> listen, listening to the podcast you may want to skip this one uh, there'll be no swearing there'll be no explicit material but we will be discussing things content. that yes the content may be so it's about drugs sorry sorry, kids you skip this one but you can come back for Pretty in Pink um, and if you haven't listened to it go watch Mannequin and stand by me just go and watch some of these films and then come back and listen that's fine anyway now that we've uh, issued that uh, warning as such Um, In 1984, a Bennington College student named Brett Easton Ellis sold his first novel for $5,000. It's called Lesson Zero, and it was named after an Elvis Costello song. The story follows the exploits of Clay, an East Coast College student home in LA, for Christmas break. He's looking for his his drug-addled childhood pal, Julian, who has fallen into a bad way. In 1985, Simon & Schuster published the book, and it became a bestseller. Two years later, Fox produced a film version of the book, starring Brett Packer, Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz, James Spader, and Robert Downey Jr. The movie was not a faithful adaptation of the novel. In fact, Andrew McCarthy said, "I don't think there's a line of the book in the movie." Oh no! The Why mo- on
0: earth did they do that then?
1: Well, we will get to that. Okay. Uh, the movie grossed. I know this is drifting into trivia time, but the movie grossed twelve million on an eight million budget so it didn't
0: make a lot then
1: which didn't exactly make a hit but in recent years it's been embraced by brett easton ellis who's uh, has become revered for its soundtrack down uh, robert downey jr's raw performance and the stunning cinematography which i have to say is just the the lighting the mood everything's just captured in this perfectly um so yeah uh pretty much i mean we'll get to the rest of that in trivia time but that is the premise of the film um uh, Andrew McCarthy, you see a nice graduation uh, at the start with himself, Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Gertz. Robert Downey Jr. is full of life, full of, you know, the, the class clown, you know, possibly, you know, the, uh, the guy that makes everyone feel at ease. He's just playing, he's playing himself, really. Uh, he's playing the Robert Downey Jr. that you that you like. He's just playing a character um, in this one and the, the two match up quite quickly. Um, so, yeah, it starts off quite well, doesn't it? it starts off all camaraderie and stuff and you know um but um then it cuts to six months later so you know robert downey jr's got a good relationship with andrew mccarthy's mom everybody sort of likes each other um his dad's there isn't Uh, robert downey jr his dad uh was there what? at the graduation oh at the graduation yeah yeah. so everything's nice and happy and you just think well something's going to go wrong with this um, and cuts to six months later um, yeah it's, it's Andrew McCarthy gets a voicemail uh, from Jamie Girtz, um and basically says can you come home uh, we want to see you are you coming home for Christmas we really need to see you um, I don't think she alludes to the fact that Julian Robert Downey Jr. is in trouble I think she just says, are you coming back? Um, he used to go out with her. Uh, there was a flashback that shows the reason why they aren't together anymore. is because after that graduation, shortly after, he came and saw them both in bed together.
0: Well, no. She yeah. said to him she didn't want to go with him.
1: Yeah, she didn't want to go with him. but She then wanted to he stay in,
0: in the town that they lived in. Yeah. So he went off on his own to college, I guess. And then... Found it quite
1: lonely,
0: hmm. and then the the um, Blair, his girlfriend uh, or ex girlfriend, and um, Julian Robert Downey Jr. character um, get together because they're both lonely, I guess. Because he's gone,
1: yeah. So uh, yeah, um, he he does. He comes home. Um, you have know uh, we talked about the soundtrack uh, the credits kick into Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bangles it's the cover of the Simon and Garfunkel song which is heresy I may say but it, I prefer the Bangles one but anyway um, so yeah it's a great start it's a great start to the film and when we talk about the cinematography it's, it's a good idea to talk about Brett Easton Ellis as a writer if you picked up so for example he wrote American Psycho so uh, that that was his that was his thing. He writes dark novels. Is that the
0: one with the guy from Batman in it? Yes, that's not that like. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, it, a, a, a quite wonderful film, um, American Psycho.
0: Yeah, you won't listen to studio again without. Uh,
1: or one more night by Phil Collins. Oh right. Yes, or hit to be square by Huey Lewis. But anyway, oh, it's, um, <laughs> there's a, there's a number of those, um, but yeah, the way that he writes, so. The the first part of American Psycho is the first four novels are describing Patrick Bateman's life. He puts on his he puts on his Ralph Lauren shirt. He goes to the window to you know he goes to the bathroom where he's got um, you know all of these and and basically it's just all he's doing is describing brands the brands that this person uses. It's very important to him to have the highest level of brands it's consumerism mm. it's the 80s it's, it's what he, why he writes about his status as well yeah so the credits for lesson Zero you're seeing Andrew McCarthy come back to to this very decadent place it's so, Beverly Hills yeah he's coming back to Beverly Hills and it's wherever you look obviously Beverly Hills, there's consumerism and what Brett Easton doesn't like is heavy consumerism which is why he writes about it so much in his book so he tries to he tries to basically say this is completely unnecessary. It's not needed. So I, I like that about the start of the film. I like that Andrew McCarthy's passing all these shops, passing all this the very expensive stuff, and he's just surrounded by it from wherever he's been. He's come back into this environment. Um. Yeah, he comes home and he uh goes and finds. Um, well, he goes to look for Robert Downey Jr. Um, and it, they go to a house party. He first goes to the house party, didn't he, to, to talk to her, to try and find her. Yeah. So he gets home, um, finds Robert Downey Jr. Um, obviously, they're not they're, they're not really friends after he yeah, caught, caught him in bed with his girlfriend. Um, so we're setting up all the characters at this point.
0: But he sees James Spader first
1: yeah that's true yeah he runs into into James Spader who is playing a drug dealer at well, you one. don't
0: really know it at the time do you
1: you do because you don't really know he's a drug dealer but then at the end of the conversation that they have he said you really don't like these people and he's like no but they're just customers they're just customers to you yeah and he's going are you are you working are you working it yep and you know James Spader's doing pretty well for himself as a drug dealer um, but, you know, he talks to talks to Jamie Gertz, uh, so Blair, um, and she says, Julian's in trouble. Um, you know, finds Julian. Julian's going, you know, you still upset? Um, and it, it, he's basically coming home saying, look, I came home not for Julian. I don't care about him. I came home to see Jamie Gertz. I came home to see Blair. Hmm. Right. And, yeah, so it's... It, it's... It's clear that um, Julian, Robert Downey Jr, is in a lot of trouble. Um, He's got himself into debt with the drug dealer for Mm. Um, $50,000. James Spader sort of alludes to that when he's talking to Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy plays, I think, a very... He's probably the weakest character out of the four, but that's not to say he doesn't put in an absolutely amazing performance. It's just that there are three performances better than him. In this film, I think, um, I think it's probably a good idea to pause at this point because I think one of the things that we discussed which I'm, I'm, I want to know from you, is it is whose film is this? Is it is it anybody's film? Is it all everybody's film?
0: Is, I think everybody has an equal. All what? the four main people in there
1: hmm.
0: have a very equal standing. I would say.
1: They all play their individual parts. Great. I don't think yeah. there's a weak link.
0: No, and I don't think anybody's not given sort of like the the time in the film. Right. They've all got equal sort of time. Mm. I would I would say. You know, apart from probably James Spader because he's not the one of the main three characters. But
1: mm.
0: yeah, I think it's not one character heavy at all. No,
1: no, it isn't probably a good idea to pause because uh, we'd, we might forget totally about doing Roll Call, uh, which we normally do at this time. So let's pause that there for the moment and uh, let's do Roll Call. Roll call. Um, short but good Roll Call, this one, <laughs> because only because we've done Andrew McCarthy uh, and James Spader in the last one.
0: Okay.
1: James Spader, The Blacklist, uh, uh, Bad Influence. We've done Robert Downey Ultra. Jr. as well, though. We've done Robert Downey Jr., We've done Andrew McCarthy, obviously, Pretty in Pink, Class. Um, I was talking about that with, and I, I know he listened, uh, with Joe uh, from Nerd Alert Podcast. Yep. Um, and we were talking about... Hi, Joe. Here's Andrew McCarthy's second film, where he started with Rob Lowe, Jacqueline Bizet called Class. Um, and and Andrew McCarthy is outstanding in that. But the discussion I had um, with Joe when, when we talked about it, I said... do do people revere Andrew McCarthy in the same way that they do over here like they did in the 80s he said I'd be surprised if he was walking down the street that anybody would recognise him I went really I said because you can see him now growing up he still looks exactly the same he said people don't really know about him he was big in the he was big in the 80s sort of a bit in the 90s and then did nothing till he started in a, a series called Kingdom Hospital and, and, and he was like well I'll ask the guys on the podcast so I'm, I'm waiting to hear whether or not what they what they think so we've done all of that check out Weekend at Bernie's you know all of the things that we <laughs> said before um, but Jamie Gertz we haven't done because she hasn't been in a film that we've covered yet no uh, do you recognise her from anything? no I'm dying for you to say usual thing no no, what, what what's the usual film? Oh, was she in the... You normally say, if you can't guess what somebody's in, you normally just go for a default film. Cheeky. Go on. No, I don't know. Oh, you usually say, oh, was she in The Lost Boys? She
0: wasn't in The Lost Boys. She
1: was in The Lost Boys.
0: She was in The Lost Boys. Yes, yeah, she was oh, in The God Lost sake. Boys.
1: So I was expecting you to go, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Was she in The Lost Boys? Well, <laughs> yes, she was in The Lost Boys. Right, okay. Right.
0: I- I'm noting that. And
1: I will Well when we do the Lost that, Boys, you'll like be surprised that who's in the Lost Boys that, that we haven't covered yet. Oh my god. Um so we she was also in Sixteen Candles. John Hughes, sorry, little John Hughes callback. She was in Sixteen Candles. Uh, she was there. Um but she was uh Bill's uh wife to be in Twister. Um and I think she played a good I think she I love Twister. I mean I really like Twister. Um, and I thought she was great in that. So is that the
0: thing about the the wind?
1: <laughs> the wind. The film about the wind. Is so okay. We we are condensing Twister into a blockbuster about cyclones across the Midwest. <laughs> Too is it a film about wind?
0: <laughs> no, not wind. The wind.
1: <laughs> the wind. Yeah. Well, I suppose it is, but it's the wind behaving badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's rather than the wind Maybe that's that all have around been a us. Line. Rather than the wind between our beneath our wings. <laughs> It's not that nice wind. It's really nasty wind. Anyway, yeah, it's the nasty wind film. Um, she's in that as well. Um, Michael Bowen, he played James Spader's like heavy. Oh yeah. Did you recognise him from he anything? He looks a bit
0: like a wrestler from World. Yeah, Wrestling sort of. Federation, whatever it is.
1: Did you recognise him? Uh, no. Okay. Do you remember Kill Bill? Do you remember when Uma Thurman is in uh, in the coma?
0: Oh, he plays the really... He, he
1: plays the really dodgy creepy, guy that does stuff. Yeah, doctor. Uh, that's him. Oh. So, yeah, I was looking up all his film credits, and I'm like going, don't know, don't know, don't know, never heard of. Um, oh. Oh, yeah, he's, he was bucking Kill Bill. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, did you notice who the band were at the party?
0: What, what party?
1: The end party, where there's a, an actual band at the band playing, where he gets... James Spader hits Andrew McCarthy. It was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Was it? Actually, the band, yeah. (laughs) But this is the best one, right? And it's not even anything that if was. Oh, was that
0: like at the art gallery sort of place? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. With all the tellies and different things? All right, okay.
1: Oh, and the last one is (laughs) Donna Mitchell. now, I, I don't blame you for having the perplexed look that you have on your face.
0: Was she one of the two with the dark hair?
1: Okay, she, she was basically um, his uh, Jamie Gertz's mum. You know, the, the, the big Gertz. dinner. Hmm. Was it Andrew McCarthy's mum? I can't remember. The, where they had the big uh, Christmas dinner. Oh, yeah. Thing. yeah. That was
0: awkward, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I think it was Jamie Gertz's mum. Yeah, because I think so. Anyway so she played that and I remember saying to you I recognise her because she was all done up she was Sarah Kellogg in Moving Target who we bad mouthed because she couldn't act and so yeah let's not copy Donna Mitchell into the Twitter thing but I was going I know who she is she was Jason Bateman's mum in Moving Target the one that moved out with Tom Skerritt that couldn't act
0: so, I've got to get the right person. Was she the one with the longer hair?
1: Yes, the, the head of the table. She was obviously the matriarch of the family. So,
0: or was she the one with the sort of more Albany hair?
1: Uh, it was Albany, but it was quite long as well. But yeah. Anyway, don't get hung up about it. Oh, okay. It, um, it was I'll have her. To look. It was her. So yeah. Um,
0: her acting skills got a bit better then.
1: And and a cameo. And all I'm going to say is, and then you've got three guesses.
0: Oh, here
1: we go uncredited as an extra background artist portraying a preppy guy party goer and seen as Clay Andrew McCarthy enters the party at the movie's beginning you've got he is a massive Hollywood star you got three guesses um, I'll give you a clue after guess after guess one Oh. I'll have to talk because otherwise it's a silence. Oh,
0: sorry, the brain whirring. Oh, I don't know, Don
1: Johnson. Don Johnson. I don't know. So-, <laughs> so, yeah, a major Hollywood star. Oh, I don't know, Don Johnson. I'm just thinking of the
0: era <laughs> that it was
1: in. Right, okay. Um, we've got okay clue. Here, we covered him on um, "Little Does She Know."
0: Oh God.
1: No. No. Should I just tell you? Yeah. Brad Pitt.
0: No. Brad
1: Pitt's in this. Yes. I'll show you. Because I went and I had a look. And I went, oh God, it's Brad Pitt.
0: Whereabouts He got then? paid,
1: as I just said, as he enters the party for the first time. The, the He's an pink, extra. The He's pink just, party
0: yeah. for Christmas. The first party,
1: yeah. Yeah. Where he meets Robert Downey Jr. and talks to James Vader.
0: This was like where all the tellies are in like an arch. Yes. and he, yes. Was he in front of the tellies or I, behind the tellies? I'll
1: show you when we... Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, Brad Pitt, he earned $38.00.
0: Oh bless.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, maybe I should have said starring Robert Downey Jr., Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Kurtz, Jim Spader, and Brad Pitt.
0: Well no, because he didn't say anything.
1: It didn't work like that. Anyway, that's Roll Call. and um, that's the end of Roll Call. Cool. Um so back to the film.
0: Hang on. Who oh. was Okay Um the chap that played uh, Julian's dad, because I've seen him before.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I missed that one out. I have seen him before, but I it, it, it didn't come up in oh, the, okay. the roll call. Call it, call me deficient for not actually doing, doing everybody. You doing can't do everyone. Probably, you look at these you? castings, and it's like. <laughs> although I did, I, I did discuss with podcast Joe, and um, there was an actress <laughs> in there called Toni Kitane who, and she's not in it. But the girl in it reminds me, the party girl at the start, she's talking and she's got her hair up all in, in she's got bows in her hair and all that sort mm. of stuff, very 80s. And I went, oh, it's Tony Cattain. Tony Cattain is famous for being um, the person that Tom Hanks is going to marry in Bachelor Party. Okay. But then I had a look at, at IMDb and it went, no, 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 she's not in this film. So it's something that looks very like her. Anyway, okay. that's really geeky 80s stuff. Well,
0: someone else I thought looked like someone else in the film.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, there was a short girl with dark curly hair. Okay. In there. Right. That sort of had some speaking roles. Right. Um and I thought she was the short curly haired girl out of fame.
1: Irene Cara? No. Oh, uh the one that played Doris? Yes. Oh, uh yeah. Oh god. I should know her name off by heart. Um Okay. Uh no. But it wasn't. Doris from Kids in Fame definitely wasn't in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, uh, equally uh, okay. Um, so anyway, back to the party. Andrew McCarthy's not really happy about it. Jamie Gertz, he's in real trouble. Um, you know the eighties references and the way that this is written. If if, if 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 Andrew McCarthy is right and lines from the book aren't in the film, then somebody wrote the film with the book in. Somebody wrote the film with the book in mind mm. because Jamie Gertz comes out with. Um, you know, uh, I don't look, you know, I don't look happy, but do I look good? You know, she's concerned about her looks, image, yeah, image, and she does look good in this film. Oh, sorry, on a byproduct, she looks uh, very good in this film. Um, oh,
0: I think she's a bit over heavy with the um, very pale foundation. Well, did you notice that? Yeah, the rest she, of her was kind of you know lightly tanned, and then she's got this white face.
1: Well, maybe that, maybe that's the maybe that's the character or maybe but, they didn't
0: have a budget for the right makeup
1: well or they ran out <laughs> and that's that's what she's really like and they, anyway who knows um, she says Julian's out of control you know he was always there for you you know before all of this happened before you know I got with him and, and caused all these problems he was always there for you and he's and she's reinforcing that he really needs to help um, but he's like saying I just don't want to talk to him um, Meanwhile, you go to Robert Downey Jr. He's trying to borrow for, trying to borrow to set up a club, so he's trying to borrow money. Uh, He's going to his uncle. His uncle seems to be um, the the person he goes to now as a father figure because his dad, for whatever reason, has just cut him off. But you start to know more about um, Robert Downey Jr. You start to know that you know he's not only not not uh, later in the film he breaks into the house, isn't he? He breaks into the family home. Yes, and his it's dad the alarm basically just goes, I, I've I've had enough. But the most startling thing about that is his brother, his brother just goes for him. His brother just you know is is get out the house. So whatever Robert Downey Jr. has been doing in his in his spiral through drugs has caused serious damage in this. I have a real problem with six months being between yes, this. I do because there's a lot of there's so much. You, it's it's pretty much like me saying uh, well i'll go away in june and i'll see you for christmas right you come away robert downey Jeanie's happy jamie gets is is it's fine everyone's family life is fine and all this sort of thing comes home and it's a mess it's an absolute mess and and suddenly you know james james spade has become what he's graduated at the same time has become a drug dealer you know i mean yeah. he lives it in a massive fit, house he's got heavies he's got all this infrastructure for drug dealing and you're like what since June <laughs> I mean that's a lot of stuff There's, so maybe that's and I didn't find that out maybe that's the bit that is is not like it's not like the book because I don't believe it'd ever be written like that. That no. all of this stuff could be happened so quickly. So that's why
0: I didn't give it more than six and a half because the timeline for me was just a bit too. Oh,
1: okay, that's, short. that's interesting.
0: I felt that it didn't really, it didn't justify the, the depths of drug depravity that hmm. that really Julian got into.
1: It's 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 deep, isn't it? It's it's not like again.
0: I mean, I don't By, know a lot about yeah. drug taking and I don't know whether you can go from being, you know, very healthy, not really using drugs and then six months later Wow,
1: well, I, I don't want to I, spoil
0: I, I, or whatever but yeah. dead.
1: Oh, well, there's a spoil. <laughs> okay, but, well, yeah.
0: You know, it just it, that to me seemed a little bit harsh.
1: It's not Yeah, he's not just got. He's not got a uh, passive drug problem. He hasn't got a uh, you know an occasional drug problem. He's bad.
0: He's got Uh, a dependency. Yeah,
1: massive dependency. Um. Uh, anyway. um,
0: Do you know one thing I've had about the film? Go on. Uh, I, uh, as the film sort of went through, there were all these opportunities that you know. Um, Clay, Andrew McCarthy's character, could talk to Julian um, Robert Downey Jr's character, so many times that they could have had a really good conversation yeah it just sort of like was a bit like, hi, how you doing do you want any help? No, I'm alright oh alright then well, I- I've got to go now I'll see you later
1: hmm.
0: and I just felt that was just a bit poor
1: So every time he spoke to him.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't really for that long, even though Blair kept saying to Clay, Julian's really in a bad way. I mean, he's waking up in the park, for God's sake. He hasn't washed. You could see, like, you know, his his skin and his face are starting to go a bit. uh, Surely that would cause alarm in Clay's character to say, I really need to help you, mate. You know, you're not on the right path. I really. N- need to know what I can do for you, you know, yeah. You know, as a mate, regardless of what Blair said to him or whatever, and I just felt that was a little bit bland. I right. felt it wasn't really how things would would have been. Right. Um. So I felt a little bit sort of disappointed. I think there, especially when he was on the rock.
1: I was going to say the in rock. the sea. Yeah. He goes and finds goes and They They look for him everywhere All this effort
0: To go and find him And then they eventually Find him on this rock Like Near near the beach That's a prime opportunity
1: Yeah
0: Prime opportunity To you know Get him on the straight and narrow Hmm. Sort things out Say look mate Come and live with us You know You can Just share the flat Whatever Yeah We'll take care of you And stuff But no Again It's that You are You alright Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be great. I'm, I've got this great opportunity and I'm going to make yeah, something of myself. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, all right then. Okay, well, I've got to go now. I'll see you later.
1: Yeah, and like that's he, a good point.
0: And, and Julian's character even pointed out then, oh, you've always seemed like you've got to go somewhere. He yeah. even said yeah, that. Yeah, he
1: even says that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point.
0: So, so I just don't know how sincere clay actually is about the friendship with yeah, julian don't, don't forget or whether it's just not, bad writing well it's, i don't know it just seemed
1: lackluster what do you want right what do you want him to from the from film point of view
0: and i felt like what, the film was always trying to look for robert downey jr it's like where's wally where is, yeah. where is he what's he doing what's yeah. but you like if you took a bit more Concern and was a bit more, you know, caring, hmm. Hmm. and and tried to help him properly. Help him. Yeah. You wouldn't have,
1: have to. What, keep do, what going do you want? To, to what do you want him, him to do? He's he slept with his he slept with his girlfriend. He's not. At, at that, I I agree with you. The rock conversation should have been a lot more in depth and a lot more intense. Yeah. Because what happens after that is he takes the overdose, and that that's when they have to like bring him down yeah and he's he is uh, at his Andrew McCarthy's house yeah or is it no he's at Jamie Gertz's house oh, wow, well, it's a um, flat isn't it yeah the studio flat um, and he is he's he's overdosed he's in a bad way they basically have to take it in turns looking after him and you know bring him back up and at that point they realise that he's that he really is in a bad way I think he, he comes to the house doesn't he when they're both there uh, and asks him and says look I'm in a bad way I need 50 grand and Andrew McCarthy even talks to his dad and gets him the money lined up in order to help yeah you know he goes Robert Downey Jr. goes to his dad his dad goes on your bike Um, he then tries and cleans himself up and stays stays clean so after the overdose he seems like a new man he seems like a you know better person he goes and sees his dad and he actually makes it up with his dad you know his dad hugs him and stuff it doesn't you don't seem like it's going to happen but um, I if I was Andrew McCarthy I'd be going look I've come home I can see you're in a bad way is there anything I can do to help but I certainly wouldn't have gone right okay well I'm going to bend over backwards for Robert Downey Jr the only reason he does that is because he knows it's going to please Jamie Gertz why would you maybe I'm missing something why would Andrew McCarthy want to help Robert Downey Jr. after all the things? Is he, is he basically going to write off the last six months and let's go back to how it was? Fine, I'd understand that. But again, the timeline doesn't no, make sense. it's weird, isn't so it? So when you fit that in, I'm sure we'd miss, I, 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 I'm sure we might have missed something in which it was like six months later and then blah, blah, and then two years later. That would make a lot more sense. That'd make a lot more sense. But it wasn't. No. And I, and I looked it up. You know um, he, he cleans him he cleans himself up so he has this overdose they both look, like look after him um, and and get him into a state where you know obviously he can see his dad and reunite with his dad but he still owes $50,000 to Robert Downey and um, James Spader mm. so Andrew McCarthy at this point turns into mr. caring and goes right well come we, I'll work out something with him yeah
0: come and live with me he said
1: yeah he did come back
0: come yeah. back with me and live with me so suddenly I'll take the, you away from all this
1: that's right so these short protracted conversations we've been having suddenly <laughs> suddenly, on, on the turn of a dime seeing him overdose focuses his mind and goes actually we're going to lose him here if we don't do something in order to do it he tr- goes to James Spader to try and try and help um, James Spader typically in his in his swimming pool again six months He's in his swimming pool in his in his <laughs> profits from his drug dealing. He must have done extremely well in the first <laughs> three months. Um, and basically, uh, Andrew McCarthy's like, "Leave Julian alone. I'll get, I'll get you the money." And you know, uh, James Spader, is. It, who, who the he? who the who the heck do you think you're talking to? Yeah, paraphrasing. Um, James Spader gets Robert Downey Jr. to work off his debt mm. by being a male prostitute um, for him. Which brings Robert Downey Jr. from this short high of beating the overdose and becoming clean to then being being the thing. James Spader, despite the fact that he owes him fifty grand, is still giving him drugs, mm. and he's spiraling back, at, back in, out of control again. So he doesn't want to. He wants to break out of it, but then he doesn't want to because he's totally, totally addicted. He mm. can't. He can't stay away from it. And I think at the oh, the, that's the,
0: addiction, isn't it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the and the, the eventual end of that is um, they run, they take Robert Downey Jr. away. They 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 run away, the three of them. Um, I think he was just get in the car and drive. Um, whether or not he was going to take him to his place, I don't know. They just seem to be getting out as fast as they can. Um, there's an altercation in a in a party where James Spader, Robert Downey Jr. is just run out Andrew McCarthy looks for Robert Downey again where's Wally <laughs> but finds him in this hotel room with this guy drags Robert Downey Jr. by the by the whatever naked anyway <laughs> yeah, but got d- got drags long. him out said yeah. you come in with me he gets him in the car and said right I'm going to pick up Jamie, I'm going to pick up Jamie Gertz and then we're out of here goes to there James Spader goes you know as he's heard in the trailer you know everybody is everybody is accountable and he's looking for Robert Downey Jr. just to kill him pretty much I, I think he's run out of patience and, and everything's gone at that point point. Um, and yeah they head off into the sunset um, yeah and unfortunately um, they stop at a garage Robert Downey Jr. has a little moment he has like a a wobble a, like a which wobble. makes
0: you wonder whether he's taken a load of drugs in the loo
1: yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't get that because it didn't look like you. You might have done. I mean, yeah. Again, you know, if we. I was going to say, if I'd read the book, then I'd probably be able to tell you. But I don't know. I do want to read the book. Yeah. I actually do want to read the book. Um, and they're just driving down the road, and Rock Danny Junior. is got his head on Andrew McCarthy's shoulder because he sat in the middle, um, and yeah, so he's dead. Um, that was quite sad it was, it was and the sad. thing that bloody oh excuse my French nearly oh, the to that, kick that explicit content yeah part. sorry yeah.
0: Um, the thing that really got my goat was sorry it's the late 1980s surely people know CPR
1: yeah they just basically let him they do not really try to resuscitate him
0: no, they, they get out. They of the just car leave him. And, and
1: like, they check yeah. his
0: pulse, and then that's it. They don't do anything. I yeah. mean, I know films have romantic endings and stuff, but seriously, come on, guys. Yeah. Practical head on. Yeah. Show people you can actually keep somebody alive. Hmm. Yeah.
1: What is it? Uh, BG's staying alive, isn't it? You've got to do
0: staying alive? what? No, it's th- it's thirty very fast compressions to two um, breaths of air.
1: I thought you got to. I thought you got to push the thing on it. Ha, 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 stay alive. It's, and it's, you've got to do Yeah, it like it's that. it's basically... That's what I'd use if a 100
0: beats a minute.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't think the so you, BGs were over 100 <laughs> so beats you've a got, minute. So you've got... I know they were got. disco, but come on. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a.
0: Um. But yeah, that's... I know this isn't a first aid course... But that's what you have to do. That's the the quick method. It's not. See, it's not one a second. It's th- faster. This, this
1: podcast is for everybody. There you go. The See, really, yeah. Uh,
0: learning point. Um,
1: yes. So yeah, uh, we'll probably discuss that a little more. We'll just uh, go into trivia time if you think.
0: Well, one Come other on. thing. Oh, okay. Just one other thing. All right. Another thing that I circled was lonely. Lonely. Every single character had a loneliness about them. Okay. There didn't seem to be any...
1: James Spader's character had a loneliness. Yes. Was yes. Really?
0: There was nobody okay. that had... Do you honestly think that it's a conscious decision to think, oh, I'm just going to go and be a drug dealer and earn loads of money? Is that well, really a conscious a, decision?
1: Again, he did it in June... <laughs> And he's got a mansion in in December.
0: Well, risks are high, let's just say that.
1: Loneliness.
0: Yeah, everybody was lonely. That's what I picked up from the film.
1: Okay, that's interesting.
0: Um, Andrew McCarthy's character, you see him being lonely. He's lonely, on his own, Hmm. in his bed, sit, whatever it is, at college. Okay. He's thinking back to you know how he got there and yeah you stuff. do have
1: like a few flashbacks and stuff yeah blair
0: is lonely you don't really see a relationship a happy homely no. she's relationship a, she's a
1: model but yeah so she's, she's kind of a like, model she's
0: a and, and i think there's so much pressure and and yeah. stigma attached to that okay the, and it's all about image so she probably hasn't got a lot of self esteem okay or self worth so i think she's very lonely okay Julian is a desperately lonely person. Yes. Because he's always searching for something. He's cut
1: his family off his his, his uncle is probably the only person that he talks to.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, when his uncle doesn't give him the money, he he just yeah, he rebels just against his uncle he basically shuts, shuts him out. out. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I just think everybody is lonely. And you can see that the family setup as well. Hmm. Like the fact that, you know, the, the divorced parents and stuff like blair goes back to see her dad hmm. and he doesn't even get out of the bedroom with his new mistress right she comes out to say hello to blair to wish her a happy christmas and he just shouts through the the door at her
1: yeah so bad 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 Everyone's it's got like
0: a, everybody's got issues yeah and you just think crims so is it was that? andrew
1: mccarthy's house so that was his that was his mum then obviously right okay because,
0: yeah so I, I just feel like Andrew McCarthy's come from a household that hasn't got a lot of love in it. It's all about, you know, just money and things and... OK. Like, like his mum's got loads of jewellery and, you know, expensive stuff and they've got this lovely house. And it just feels that there's an emptiness about each of the characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's, uh, it's, you know. Um,
0: and is that how it is in Beverly Hills? I don't know. I don't, I don't
1: know. Um, All right, yeah. I
0: just, yeah, or is it just? You know, I you know, tell you what, let's go to
1: let's go to trivia time. Impression, and or then whatever I'll because I'll, what I want to do in trivia time is I want to show you what the book was like. Okay, so I want to start with that quickly. Yes, I'm going to read you out the short plot that's on Wikipedia. All right. Okay, so let's go to trivia time. Trivia time. Uh, you won't believe it. The book is just. Here's the summary for the book. <laughs> Titled after the Elvis Costello song with the same name, the novel follows the life of Clay, a rich college student who has returned to the hometown of Los Angeles, California for winter break circa 1984. Through first-person narration, Clay describes his progressive alienation from the culture around him, loss of faith in his friends, and meditation on events in pr- of the previous past. After reuniting with his ex-girlfriend Blair and friends like Trent... Who's now a successful model? Clay embarks on a series of drug fuel nights of partying. Oh. During which he has one night stands with both sexes. Clay does? Yeah.
0: This is Andrew McCarthy. This is Andrew
1: character. McCarthy. While partying, he tries to track down his best friend from high school, Julian, who he hasn't spoken to in months. In between descriptions of his days and nights, Clay recounts a vacation spent with his parents and grandparents during which he seemed to be the only person concerned that his grandmother was dying of cancer. Over time, Clay becomes progressively disillusioned with the party scene as he witnessed the apathy of his friends towards the suffering of one another and those around them. At one party, he watches the revelers joke and take polaroids of his friend Muriel while she injects heroin.
0: Oh my God!
1: At another, he and Blair are the only two who exhibit revulsion when Trent shows an extremely dodgy film, um, which excites several party goers, Clay ultimately tracks down Julian, who borrows a large sum of money from him. Clay from Clay. At first, Julian says the money's for an, for, uh, an abortion, but Clay doesn't believe him. Later, when Clay has to pay him back, Julian brings him to meet his abusive. The the, the James the. the the, the heavy that James Spader's got so that relationship I don't want to go into it too much but yeah the person that looks after a male prostitute um, Finn so this guy Finn it's revealed that Julian has become an addict and turned to prostitution in order to pay off a debt to unnamed, unnamed drug dealers believing what has been told yet still feeling an empty desire to witness his awful scene Andrew McCarthy I'm going to put it in the, the terms of the film Accompanies Robert Downey Jr. to a rendezvous in a hotel room with a married businessman from Indiana, and forced. Well, anyway, and they have to stay there and watch it all. It's it's really odd. But the last bit, which I've really got to skip, after attending a concert with his friends, Claire accompanies into an alleyway where they stared, fascinated, at some at a young guy that's been overdosed. That's overdosed. Afterwards, Clay follows the group back to the home of the drug dealer, Rip, so James Spader's character, who wants to show off his latest acquisition. And basically he's got somebody chained to chained and drugged in his bedroom. And I won't go into the age. I won't go into the age, but it's definitely below 16. (gasps) So when Clay says to James Spader, I don't think it's right, he says, What's right? Clay leaves, but Trent decides to stay. His mate decides to stay. Or tell you why. Now feeling completely isolated and with winter break coming to the end, Clay reflects on the brutal nature of his surroundings as he returns back to college. So yeah. What was that? And what was that? <laughs> <laughs> he says pointed at the film.
0: That's nothing like
1: the film. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It's it's I mean, I'm reading it and I'm like going, I know I want to read the book, but whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. There's talk about making an impression. You look at American Psycho and visually it's, I, I mean, when you read it, it's first person. And I don't know if Bret Easton Ellis' novels are all like that. The, the, per, the, the, the person that you're focusing on is narrating what he's seeing around him. I mean, the whole of American Psycho is Patrick Bateman telling you what's going on in his head, telling you what, what's important to him and so on. So yeah, there we go. I thought we'd, uh, I think I skirted mm. around that just enough without going into too much detail. If you want to go and read it, it's all on Wikipedia. Um, anyway, let's get on to nicer things <laughs> to do with <a> tribute time. <laughs> so according to the Robert Downey Jr. Film Guide website, Marek Kaniveska, who is the director of the film, suggested Robert Downey Jr. and Andrew McCarthy should go out and party to get in character which ended with Downey in the middle of Santa Monica Monica Boulevard howling at the moon, with McCarthy eventually having to bail him out of jail. Oh, my God. So I think they parted a little too hard. i will get into that. Um, Because the novel didn't have a central plot or a core set of protagonists, um, but was more like a set of interwoven events happening to a larger group of friends, the film differs considerably from the novel. In a surreal twist, the sequel novel, Imperial Bedrooms... So there's a sequel to it. Has the original novel's characters aware of the film version of Less Than Zero? so we, So he, he That's references weird. the film, even though they're still talking about the same people. Uh, Robert Downey Jeannie plays a drug addict in the film. This proved prophetic as he suffered drug and alcohol addiction in later life. He recalled, Until that movie, I took my drugs after work and on the weekends. That changed on Lesson Zero. The role was like the ghost of Christmas Future.
0: Oh dear.
1: The character was an exaggeration of myself. Then things changed, and in some ways, I became an exaggeration of the character. Mm. Um, Breath Easton Ellis hated the film initially. He admits that the film bears no resemblance to his novel, but that it captured a certain youth culture during that decade that no other movie did, uh, and felt that it was miscast. Uh, with the exceptions of Robert Downey Jr. and James Spader. Furthermore, he said, I think that that movie is gorgeous and the performances that I first thought were shaky seem mu- much better now. Like, Jamie Gertz seems much better now than she did 20 years ago. It's something I can watch now.
0: That's a bit weird.
1: Yeah, which is a bit odd. It's the first film where Robert Downey Jr. was junior in the previous films, like Weird Science. Um, he'd been called Robert Downey.
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: Uh, A test screening of 15 to (laughs) 24-year-olds revealed that the sample disliked Robert Downey Jr.'s character. So reshoots were conducted with additional footage to show his and Jamie Gertz's character in a better light, which included the happy and celebratory early graduation sequence.
0: Oh, right. So that's
1: not not in the book. Right. Yeah. Uh, the cinematographer said that the completed picture was originally a lot edgier, and the 20th and the 20th Century Fox, who felt the, the book was too edgy anyway, and had limited the film budget, wanted to tone down the movie and made it more commercial, audience-friendly, um, and he did by taking the film away from the director in post-production. So after the film shooting, he goes, "Right, do one. Uh, we'll we'll take it from here." Cripes. Yeah. Despite the rough experience of the shoot, Robert Downey Jr. considered this movie to be one of his all-time favourite movies, citing his performance as Julia Wells as, um, as again, the ghost of Christmas future to his personal life. Uh, Keanu Reeves was originally going to play Andrew McCarthy's character. That would have worked.
0: I don't know, he's a bit wooden sometimes, isn't he?
1: Mm, well, he? Well, yeah, but he hadn't done... What had he done at that point? He was, Did- was going to do Ben and Ted the, the year after. Ben and Ted's excellent adventure. Point break. Yeah, there was a time when you looked at at Keanu Reeves and went, Yeah, the guy can't act. And then he did Much Ado About Nothing with Kenneth Branagh and um, Emma Thompson. And he was good in that. (laughs) He was really good in that. Yeah, yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Really? That's alright. Okay, he wasn't probably as good. Anyway. Um Unlike the movie in the novel Clay is identified as uh, bisexual. James Spader was briefly considered to play Andrew McCarthy's character, before the producers felt he'd be more effective and stronger as the drug dealer Rip. Um, The party sequence of the television screens was filmed at a real 1980s Hollywood nightclub. Oh. It's a real one. Um, In the interview, Brett Easton Ellis once said of his film adaptation, of course I envisioned everyone in the book as blonde and everyone in the movie is a brunette. I think that's like a writer's thing, isn't it, to try and say, not what I envisaged. Um, Jamie Gertz is the actress who plays Blair um, in another book, obviously, American Psycho. uh, Patrick Bateman inquires about the actress Jamie Gertz at the Video Visions video store in New York's Upper West Side. The video store clerk does not know who Jamie Gertz is. Bateman then fantasises briefly about having sex with her while trying not to pay attention to someone talking to him. <laughs> this is all a bit odd. Um, so yeah, uh, there's, there are a couple of these that are... So, producer Marvin Worth in June 1985, first option the film rights to Lesson Zero, then unpublished by purchasing uh, an option <laughs> to make the movie for $7,500 um, under the proviso that the 20th Century Fox could make it. Um, the studio wanted to appeal to Andrew McCarthy's teenage girl fans without alienating an older audience Really? It's
0: really um, the right content, is
1: it? Yeah, absolutely So, um, yeah It's it's pretty much you know, you look at that you look at the you look at the book you look at the film and think if you've never seen the, if you've never heard of the book or never even knew it was a book beforehand then You probably would enjoy the film. I would enjoy in the sense of you're into this world. It's clear that they couldn't make the book at that at that time. I mean, maybe it can be remade now. Heaven forbid a remake of Lesson Zero. Uh, But maybe that's you know some people are saying. I think it's one of those cult films that takes takes off after it's that has a life after it. You know, like twelve, you know, making just twelve million at the box office. It should have done far more than that, and mm. but anyway. So, delightfully, uh, we're going to uh, the next film we're going to do is Pretty in Pink, which is the last of the three with James Bader and Andrew McCarthy. Um, a lot better. Um, spoiler alert: I adore it. So, but yes, uh, Pretty in Pink will do, which leaves us nicely. Unless you've got anything else to say about Lesson Zero. Uh, have you got anything else on your? When you're. Uh...
0: No, I think that's about no. it, really. Oh, um, the, the uh, scores were 50% and 63%.
1: Oh, 63% for the audience scores? Yes. Yeah, i figure out. It's about right, I would say. Um, So, we're going to uh, end this with uh, just just three, but I haven't got a jingle for it. Little does she know. Oh, it's that Little time. Dushino. Oh,
0: okay. Little does she know. I don't God.
1: know. Okay, get a, get a, get a thing. Oh, but yes, man. we are here. Oh,
0: right. Okay. I've completely no Forgot about that.
1: No clock. It, the the, <laughs> the comedy makes itself. There's 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 no structure to this apart from I've got three names in front of me, <laughs> um, one of which I think I think we might have done before, but I think we might have touched upon it. But it's going to be a definite. So. Mm. with no time limit Mm, whatsoever right okay are you ready yes are you right first one Mm. three films Mm, yeah starring Mm. Johnny Depp
0: Johnny Depp Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean
1: okay you can't have any of the sequels sorry
0: Edward Schizzerhans okay and oh there's quite a few films where he wasn't sort of like goatey beardy he was quite young wasn't he yes um, oh, Johnny Depp
1: Johnny Depp, okay, well, Johnny I'll, Depp. I'll, I'll just give you one it it's doesn't let you out you Johnny still have Depp. to find one Benny and June he made with Mary Stuart Masterton who starred him uh, as Watts in Some Kind of Wonderful yeah I never watched throw that throw it back to our yep that's really good he's very good in that um, did he star as a famous silent, silent film actor what
0: Charlie Chaplin there
1: we go Chaplin yes
0: Okay, never seen that either. All
1: right, okay. Um, I think my favorite Johnny Depp is Fear and Living* in Las Vegas, where he plays the author Hunter S. Thompson, He just takes lots and lots and lots of drugs. Um, but yeah, it's very good. Okay. Do you
0: think he had to get into character for
1: that? I don't think there was much method needed <laughs> for that. But let's let's not talk about that. There's ongoing court case, which is uh, still good to be. Well, by the time you listen to it, it might have, been, it have already been re- resolved. Okay, you ready for your second one?
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis. Die Hard. Yes.
1: Go for an obscure one, because you mentioned it two podcasts ago, I think. What, Blind Date? Yes, there we go. That's a great answer. Oh, that's oh, that's well, a really I, I saw him answer. in that,
0: in the, movie, in, the, in, the, in the cinema, with my friend Louise. It was her birthday, so we went to watch it. Okay. Um... Bruce Willis. Good lord. I know.
1: Poor, poor guy. He's going. What? What else do I have to do? Oh, he was the voice of the baby in Look Who's Talking. Oh blimey! If <laughs> that's okay, yeah, you can have that. Bruce Willis. Um, of, of of the list of Bruce Willis films, people think Bruce the Willis. baby in the baby in Look God, Who's Talking. I
0: completely. No, I can't remember.
1: Okay. Well.
0: Oh, well, I'm holding true. Then, little does she know.
1: Little does she know. Oh. Go
0: on, then wow me with his other. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. no make you
0: cinematic know. experiences. Oh,
1: I go for obscure things like Bonfire of the Vanities. Never seen that. Um, yeah, the book that couldn't be made into a film, starring Tom Hanks, Melanie Griffith, and Bruce Willis as the reporter. Um, oh, I just quit moonlighting. I mean, moonlighting class, classes as a film because it was a pilot film that was released and then
0: oh that's sneaky oh it's still that's sneaky it still
1: gets there though doesn't it
0: Mm.
1: yeah could have him in the Expendables as well anyway there's loads Um, for the purposes of brevity we have left the best to last (laughs) Uh, are you ready are you ready okay
0: three films Uh, yeah starring Mm.
1: Julia Roberts
0: Julian Roberts
1: Julian who's Julian Roberts well I don't know I know Julia Roberts.
0: Oh, Julia! And I
1: think when Roberts. you hear back, listeners, oh, you'll say God. you'll know that I said she does this a lot. She says she mishears me. <laughs> I don't. Sometimes I think on purpose. Sometimes I think by accident.
0: Um, Julia well, Roberts, pretty in pink. I know. Pretty, pretty in p- woman. Oh, is she? Pretty oh, woman. Okay. Oh, she played um. Erin... i Brockovich?
1: Uh well okay in the list of films I didn't one? think that you get. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, she she has to do some legal stuff in that. Doesn't Absolutely.
1: she? Absolutely. Yeah. Um <sighs> Any films based in London maybe? Oh,
0: uh, Four Weddings and the Funeral. No. No, not that one. <laughs> the other one. Notting Hill.
1: Okay, that's the three films. For a bonus, who was the who was the girl in Four Weddings and a Funeral? Opposite Hugh Grant? Andy McDowell. Sometimes, sometimes I am wowed by that she can pick things out, but then you ask her for three films starring, starring Julian Roberts.
0: Was Reese Ifrin's the one where he opens the door to all yes. the paparazzi? His pants. And it was Notting Hill. That's Notting Hill. He's in his pants, That's isn't right. he? And he does all the poses and stuff, doesn't
1: he? That's right. <laughs>
0: That's funny. In order to perform a, a distraction for her, I to don't think
1: to he. I, I, I don't think he does that the first time. I think he he, he knows that he can do it again in order oh. to create the distraction. <laughs> but the first time, he's just taken completely unawares. Um, okay, that went better than I thought. I might have to make it harder <laughs> next time. Try harder, Bruce Willis. Um, so uh, that's it. That's it for the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I enjoyed this one. I, I really enjoyed it um, the film I, I, I mean the film I could watch again do you think you could watch it again I mean not now but I mean uh,
0: yeah probably yeah there might be some things i
1: missed yeah so I need to watch American Psycho it was a very very
0: just, hot night we were watching that
1: yeah it was um, I need to watch American Psycho because I've just got it on 4K um, and I'm looking forward to that so I've got to find own. the time yep on my own Yeah. Um, and yeah I've got to read the novel less than zero wow
0: you got a lot to do I have
1: so I better you've go also up.
0: got to read your book about Stan Lee that we bought you I have I'm um, getting through all the books reading your book about John Hughes. I'm getting through all
1: the books I'm getting through them as much as I can mm-hmm. yeah right anyway cool I will see you next time so um cheerio
0: yeah toodle pip see you later bye Rusted junk. Rusted
1: Rusted junk. junk. Rusted junk. The forgotten 80s movies. The forgotten 80s movies.